opportunities that this can be a place where people can be empowered. Amen? Empowered for life, empowered for fruitfulness. All right, and then on Wednesday, March the 6th, we start with our empowerment courses. All right, so if I could have, um, where are my presenters? Pastor Carolyn? Oh, she, she lets me pick. Oh, okay, Charlene, come here. Come here. All right, Pastor Carol, Charlene. Who, who else am I? Oh, Charmaine. Charmaine, come up here. And um, Murray and Kevin. I want you to give like a 30-second commercial about what you're going to be talking about. Pastor Carolyn is a master at many things. Of course, she's our firm foundation teacher. At 930 on Sunday morning, she teaches firm foundation, which is amazing. The class was full. How many did you have this morning? 13, 13 or 14 people. Amen. It's, praise God. But she, she is a master at teaching etiquette. She worked for the federal government and human resources for 30 years. How many of you know sometimes what we need is some practical information? You need to get wisdom. Sometimes we don't have a job problem. we got a wisdom problem. you, you got to know how to act when you go for an interview. you got to know how to write up a resume, how to accurately you know, represent yourself. And so some of the things that she's going to be doing is that. Another one I'm super excited about is the five love languages. Has anybody heard of that? You get, we all have a language for expressing love, a way that we like to express love, a way that we like to receive love. And so that's a really important one because you're going to find out something about yourself. Amen? So we're going to be talking about five love languages, but we've got a new presenter on the scene, and that's Charmaine Baker. And Charmaine, what was it? Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting past selling the wrong name. I wrote it down. I got your first name wrong. She got your last name. Charmaine. Okay. So we're going to be talking about business etiquette, interviewing skills, and the reason sure I asked Charmaine to join me on that part of the team was because Charmaine has recently, what maybe like three or four months ago, started work. How long have you been working? No, it's longer than that because you were in front of foundation. But at any rate, we, we did a little chat. We have, you know, talked about some things. And she has gone to work and just wowed them. She's no longer... Tell us what, you, what you've done at work. You, you're not just a, an associate. You're doing other things, right? you got... They, they, they call her. <laughs> she's going to present. I'll have her ready. I'll have her ready. But at any rate, we are going to share with you some tips, tricks, and hacks on interviewing skills, business etiquette, and we're going to talk about the five love languages and some other things that will help you in your everyday life. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to be teaching people how to sing. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm recording. Um, uh, let's see. Some of the topics I've covered is uh, uh, procrastination. We're going to talk about how to deal with it and why to deal with it. And then uh, procrastinating on purpose. Yeah. That's how to multiply your time. Um, and we'll uh, go over goals, goal setting, vision boards. Um, Oh, and mind maps, if you've never heard of that, that's kind of a, a cool tool for helping you accomplish your goals, to basically. The Bible says, you know, write the vision down and make it plain. And mind maps is a, a cool new technology to do that with a web-based tool that everybody has. You don't have to download anything, buy anything, you just go to the internet. And it's a free tool, and it's really cool, so we're going to show you how to use that and why to use that. Um, I can't remember any of the topics. So far, that's what I got. <laughs> Hi. 
So I think Pastor Sally does a great job um, as your pastor. Amen. And, you know, I was talking to Tamar earlier today, and you know, she said something about half her life's to work. And I've always said to Sally, you, know, you do a great job um, as pastor, but we want to help the total person. And fortunately and unfortunately, we spend half our life at work. So what can we do as a group? You know, we're like a big family here. We all love yeah. each other. You know, I work with Tamar to try to help her get a better job, right? So, and, and things about finances and how to get a better job and how to budget yourself and anything has to do with money. Not, you know, it's not everything's about money and not everything's financial, but unfortunately, that's the way the world is. So I want to be here to help everybody with that part of their life and put a little course together, uh, as well as always be a resource um, to come to me to try to, you know, as a team, try to figure this thing out. Okay? That's my boom. Amen. Well, I'm so proud of all the presenters. And listen, it's about empowerment. Sometimes you just need one little piece to the puzzle to help you do better in an area. Amen? Where you try to break out, you know, you might get your actual answer that you need in one of these empowerment courses on Wednesday nights. So I'm super, super duper excited about that. All right. Is there anything else? Uh, that's it. We, we'll talk about chairs. Don't forget, we're, we're getting ready to start a chair campaign. Um, can you get my chair, Pastor Robert, and bring it up here so I can just put it on the chairs so everybody can start thinking about chairs? We, we kind of put the back on it today, but uh, I'm still deciding on color, so y'all pray I have the mind of Christ to choose the right color. I ordered it in red, but I'm deciding on whether we want blue or tan or ivory. Um, I don't want it to blend in, so anyway, what? Would you say Chicano Brown? <laughs> Yes, so we're so we're in a chair campaign season, and we're getting ready as soon as I decide on the color, because believe it or not, the chairs are different prices depending on the color, but isn't that a beautiful chair? Man, that's so pretty in red. My goodness. But, um, but anyway, so be, be thinking about it, because we're not only buying a chair for ourselves, but we're buying one for our, and we're using it as an act of faith. Say an act of faith. Act of faith. faith is an act. And we're using it as an act of faith to believe God for our own unsaved loved ones to come into God. So you're buying your, your friends and family a chair. Amen? So you're buying a chair for yourself and then buy a chair for someone else that you're believing to come into the kingdom of God. Amen? So I'm going to buy several of them for my family members. Amen? Alright? So be thinking about that. We'll know the price once we settle on the color. Y'all like that red? No? Well, we don't want to match it we're thinking that's if you want it to pop. Royal blue. 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 blue kind of blends in because everything's yeah. so cool. Okay. Amen. He's always speaking, so there's a rhema word in the house this morning. He's going to speak to you. I want you to say this with me. Say this. Say the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming. Everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I can never be. So after today, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, slap at least three people high five and say it's about fruitfulness, baby. Amen, amen, amen. 
All right, get your pen out. Get ready because we're gonna we're gonna go fast. Amen. We're in a season of fruitfulness. Say fruitfulness. And not just fruitfulness. Last year was a year of incredible breakthrough. God always gives me an adjective to go with the, the verb. Amen, verb, noun, whatever it is. One of them. Anyway, this year it is it is about tremendous fruitfulness. We we stole a word from the president. I I looked online yesterday and I found I almost Brought, was going to put it up because he said tremendous. They got him off that word now. Somebody finally said, hey, quick, Fred. You can't keep saying tremendous. Let's get another word. So then he went to huge. But tremendous. I found a video, I found a video online where he said for an hour and like 10 minutes, it was a compilation of him just saying the word tremendous. How many different ways and times. In one interview, like 75 times. So, praise God, we, we took a word from the president, tremendous, yes. tremendous, why tremendous? Tremendous means gigantic, massive, mighty, outstanding, enormous, and epic. God wants this to be a year that is epic in fruitfulness, that we are bearing fruit, that our lives are meaningful. We're not just getting through from one day to the next, to the next, to the next, just breathing up air. I have a purpose. God, he thought me up with a purpose. He put gifts and talents and things on the inside of me, some stuff that maybe we haven't even figured out yet. But he put stuff there and he planted us in time like a seed. You and I are like a seed that God on purpose, strategically and specifically, Marcelina, put us in the earth for right now. Right now. For such a time as this. Yeah, and I know yeah. even Tamar was talking about it. Y'all probably saw in the news where there's some really awful things that have happened. Um, like this week in New York, late term ab- abortions are now legal. That, that, that is against everything that God stands for about life. It's against everything God stands for. But you know what? What have I been telling you? A candle never complains because it's dark, right? right. Never. So we don't complain about the darkness. We just shine, right? Amen. It's time to shine. It's time to pray like we've never prayed before. It's God put us here to speak forth His will and His word. It's the most barbaric thing I've ever even heard of to dismember a child in his mother's womb and yank it out. That, that is not God. It's not God. And it is a spiritual battle. What does the Bible say? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So God planted us here. He put us here to know the word, to grow up in his word, so that we can stand on our feet and we can be that, that, that resurrection army. Amen? The army of God. So tremendous. This is a gigantic year of fruitfulness. What is fruitfulness? Producing good results. Profitable. Abundance. Productive. Something that grows and produces according to purpose. It means to be bountiful. So God wants you to have a tremendously bountiful year. Amen? A year of growth. A year of maturing. A year of, of saying, and by this time next year, you won't recognize me. I'm right. on a mission. It's about being on a mission. It's not just about breakthrough. We already broke through last year. Amen? But this year, God says he, he, he lets you break through so that wherever you, wherever you take that territory, bear fruit right there. Yeah. And then take some more territory uh-huh. and bear fruit right there. Yeah. Come on, then take some more. It's a lifetime of that, y'all. Yeah. It's a lifetime of taking territory territory and bearing fruit and holding your ground yes. holding your ground so you can so you can take more amen? amen so number one fruitfulness means that our lives are supposed to make impact 
Our lives, we're not just here to breathe up air. To live and die, that's not it. God has a purpose for every single one of us. And it's that he wants to use our lives to make impact. And you know what? Many times it's the stuff that we go through. Sometimes that's the stage where God gets glory. When we go through something we don't understand, we go through something that's terrible, that's when God's going to get some glory. Amen. Because he shows himself strong in your life. And we stand steady. Steady. Why? Because we're planted. Right? If God planted us here, he planted us here to grow, mature, and bear fruit. Right? So we got to be steady. So our lives can make impact. Look at John 15, 16. He said, you didn't choose me. But I chose you. And appointed or scheduled you. He said, I have planted you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. We're supposed to be doers and difference makers. Doers and difference makers. Say that. I'm a doer and a difference maker. All right. Number two, living fruitful lives is our created purpose. That's why he put us here. It was the first command that he gave us in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 1.28 says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So he wasn't just saying fruitfulness does not just mean having babies or having or making more people in the earth. Multiply is what that means. But to be fruitful, we're created by God to live fruitful lives. That's why anything that's contrary to fruitfulness doesn't feel right. It feels uncomfortable for us because God created us to be fruitful. He says, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. So number three, we exist to be connected with God. And produce God results. See, we were never meant to be disconnected from God. That came with the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden. That there was a disconnect because of sin. But Jesus Christ, praise God, the good news of the gospel is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but what? Have everlasting life. We get reconnected with God through Jesus Christ. And that connection it is, is the way we were created to live. We were never meant. There's a God-shaped hole in your heart that you will try to fill with any and everything that you can because it feels wrong for there to be this empty place inside us. That's why we, we, we end up in stuff and in situations because we're trying to fill it. But God said, I'm the only one who's meant to live there. That doesn't mean that we're not supposed to love people, love each other, and have relationships. Like, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this relationship that you have with God. We were never meant to live void of that. That's why we, we go around trying to fix it. We go around trying to fix it with all kinds of stuff. And it's unfixable. Except for a relationship with God. So when we connect with him, we produce God results. It's just a byproduct of being connected to him. Amen. So we're like a branch. I, I said I said last week, it's like if I broke a branch off of a tree. How long would that branch live disconnected from the tree? It wouldn't take very long at all before it would just be like a double and blow away. Because it's not connected to the source. See, we are spirit beings. That's who we are. I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body while I'm on this earth. So I'm at my core. I'm a spirit being created in the image and the likeness of God. And I'm meant to be connected spiritually with Him. 
that we're not whole. Amen. And we can't produce God results. We can do some very good things in the earth. I'm not saying that we can't, as human beings, do good things. We Make can plan, do some right. good things. But we got to do good things in God. Amen. Amen. That when we connect with God, we're in His perfect will. Hallelujah. I wouldn't want to live one second without God in my life. Amen. John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Man, I tell you, <laughs> Marie and I like to watch a lot of PD. And it comes on Saturday nights. So I'm usually just like full of shaking my head by Sunday morning. Because some of the dumb stuff that people do. I can't believe how people, how, how dumb people can be. I mean, it's the truth. Has anybody ever watched a lot of TV? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. They could do some some really dumb stuff. It was just, it, we just were watching it last night. It was crazy. Without God in our lives, we are a hot mess. Yes. But when we have God in the right place at the center, on the throne, yes. this is the beginning of living. Amen? And living right and making good choices. It's just not smart to drive around with drugs in your car. And I'm telling you, just about every person they pull over has drugs in your car. If you get caught with drugs in your car, you're going to go to jail. That is not fruitful. It is not abundant. It is not happy to be in jail. It is not good to be in jail. You will not like it in jail. Therefore, do not go around with drugs in your car. But, I mean, see, it's simple, isn't it? But see, you're trying to, you're trying to, there's a joy. Yeah. And a peace. Yeah. And a fulfillment. And a high that you can get from being connected with God. You can't get nowhere else. I used to smoke pot. It was fun. Anybody say it wasn't fun? It was fun for a season. I had me a good time. I was enjoying myself in the world. No, but seriously. Anybody ever say the Bible says sin is fun for a season? It is fun for a season, but payday comes. And nobody wants to pay up. All right. So, yeah. So, so, so you know, I, I get it. But there's a high and a, and a joy and a peace that you cannot get anywhere else from, than, than from being connected with God. From just opening the door of your heart and say, God... Come on in. People have let me down on this earth. I've been hurt by people. People have messed me over. Their so we tend to close ourselves off from God, thinking that God is going to hurt me. Somehow God wants to bash me over the head. That is not the truth. God wants you to come on in and live, really live. He said, any of you labor and are heavy laden, he said, come to me and I'll give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A, a burden on your shoulders. He says it's easy to be born. Easy to be to carry along his yoke and his burden. It, it's a peace and a joy and a love that you can't get anywhere else. Amen. You can't bear that kind of fruit. Oh. Um, I don't even know the hip name for it no more. <laughs> a bump. A toke. I don't know. I don't know. I've been, I've been out of touch too long. 25 years this year. So I don't know all the words. I'm about to brush up on it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But when we have God at the right place, at the center, on the throne. Amen. We have to abdicate every throne. 
that we have put ourselves on. He's got to be Lord of all. Amen. He has to be Lord. You have to give him the reins and say, Jesus, you're driving now. And, and we have to be careful that we don't make God a box. Come on. And get in the box that we made. Oh, I think God is this. And I think God is that. Well, I don't believe that about God. I believe this about God. You just pulling stuff out of the air. Look what somebody said. Listen, God's already got a box. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. It's the Bible. And he describes and tells exactly who he is in this, in this Bible. So you don't want to make yourself a graven image. Make yourself an image of God that is incorrect. You want to know what his word is. Know who he is. And step into his box and say, Lord God, I'm in your box. Let's do this. Let's do it your way. Amen. So that means that you got to be taught. You gotta learn what the word of God says so that you can build a house that's gonna stand. If you build on shifting sand, it how far can you build this way before it falls over? You gotta build on a solid rock. So when the storms of life come and they are coming, you'll be able to stand strong through every one of them. Amen. Proverbs 9:10, NIV and the Amplified. I kind of mixed them together because I can do that. It says the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord. Is the beginning of wisdom. That's not like I'm afraid of God. But that word fear means reverent and worshipful. When you come to God and say, Lord, I believe in you. I believe you got good for me and not evil. I know, I know you know me. I feel your presence. I hear your voice. I reverently and worshipfully come to you. It says that is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Look at this, John 15, 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. I want you to underline everywhere it says remain. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That's why it's so critical for new believers to get connected in their church. You've got to be connected. You say, oh, I can just do it on my own. No, you can't. That's why Jesus said, on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You can't hang out there by yourself and think you're going to make it. We need each other. Amen. We need to, we stand stronger together. Amen. One puts a thousand to flight, two puts ten thousand to flight. We're stronger when we're together, when we're in unity. Praise God. So that's why we got to get connected to our church. You know, I told you last week a little bit about the tabernacle of Moses. Let me explain, explain that. Okay, the children of Israel were... were they were slaves in Egypt for over 400 years, right? But God heard their cry. And he sent Moses to go and deliver them out of Egypt. But isn't that just cool like God? To have this child Moses grow up right under Pharaoh's nose. Come on. Come on. Just like, he, you know, he's killing all the baby boys in the whole kid. All the children two and under. Killing all the babies. Tossing them into the Nile. Let the crocodiles eat them. To try to make sure that this deliverer doesn't rise up. And isn't it just like God, for somebody to set that baby on and I let it float down right to Pharaoh's sister, she plucks him out and says, oh, my name is Moses because I drew him out the water. Yeah. And she raises him up. He bounces on Pharaoh's knee. His little <laughs> nephew, my little nephew Moses, ain't he precious? <laughs> Grew up right into Pharaoh's nose. Yeah. Ain't that just like God? Amen. So on the day appointed, Moses finally goes back into, into Egypt where he had grown up. And he goes into Egypt and he says, thus says the Lord, let my people go. And, and God delivers in this nine plagues. It's, it's a wonderful story. You ought to go to Genesis and read Exodus and read it. And, and, and God brings them out with a mighty hand. Yeah. 
and they, they get to the Red Sea, and, and, and there they are. Um, it's, it's time to go across the Red Sea. Ray, Pharaoh changed his mind, said, I wish I hadn't let him go. So he comes, and he's ready to, to, um, to, to kill them all. And they're trapped by the Red Sea. But God said, Moses, stretch out your rod over the water. And God divided the water and they walked across on dry land. And then he said, these enemies you see following you, you will see them no more. So they got to the other side and God closed up the ocean on top of the, the Pharaoh and his army who tried to follow him. It's interesting when you look it up. They found chariot parts in the water there at the Red Sea. There's one little portion that looks like a highway. And there's even a scripture that says, you'll make a highway in the sea. Mm. It says they walked on dry land. Yeah. See, God delivered them with a mighty hand. Yeah. And so they get to the wilderness. And, and now it's time for them to get to know. See, they've been in Egypt all this time. They didn't really know God. They knew the Egyptian gods. They didn't really know them 400 years. They'd forgotten. So they had to get reacquainted with God. And God said, I'm going to dwell with you. I want you to build me a tabernacle yeah. so I can dwell with you. God led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. When God would begin to move, they'd see this. they pack up the camp. Come on, let's go. God is moving. Yeah. So that's how we still need to be. We need to be watching yeah. God. Y'all, God is moving. Pack up. Let's go. He's through right here. Let's go. So he said, I want you to build me a tabernacle. I want you to build it exactly like this. And I talked to you about the holy place last week. And I told you about that, that golden lampstand. Where's the picture of it? This is how it looked. And he said, I want you to fashion it exactly like I tell you. You see the middle candlestick in the very middle? That was called the servant candle. Yeah. And the priest would fill up the top, that, the top of that middle one, and it feeds the branches with oil. Yeah. Would fill it with oil. Do you see? I am the vine. You are the branches. Yeah. Now, this has seven branches, but... Actually, they added at the miracle of Hanukkah, they added another one. So there's nine branches. There's nine fruits of the Spirit found in Galatians. Yeah. And there's nine gifts of the Spirit. And oil in Scripture is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And he said, I want you to fashion it like this. With buds, with blossoms, and with bowls. If that's not a picture of fruit bearing, I don't know what is. Because this is all a picture of Christ. Everything he told them to do was a picture of Christ. He said, he said this, this, they're able to shine. They're able to bear fruit because of the servant candle. They're attached and, 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 and connected to that servant candle. So it's a, it's a pathway. The tabernacle is a map to fruit bearing. Literally a map to fruit bearing. You start on the outside of it. And we'll study some of it even through this, through this, um, this series. We'll study the tabernacle so you see how it all, everything in the Old Testament, it's, the Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. You can look back and see a, a blood line that goes all the way through it. It's all going to be about the blood. It's about the blood. It's about, you can go back and see all through the Old Testament that it's a picture of that. But as you go through the tabernacle, you get to the holy place, you see this. It's a step into the holy place with God. When you start to, to bear fruit, I'm living in a holy place. I become a holy place. You and I become the temple of the living God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside you and me. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You can't shine without Him. Not God shine. Amen? And you know, for me, I was there 
Every time the door, doors were open, I, I got connected with God. And I'm telling you, um, I, I never turned back from being connected with God. Every time the doors were open, I was there. Where's Jack? Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Every time there, anytime there was a new job to be done, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. Will you run? Who can run sound? I need somebody to run sound. Oh, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it. No, you might run sound. No, but show me and I'll do it. I wanted to do everything I could. Y'all, you know, I remember what it was like to be homeless. I remember what it was like when nobody cared about me. When I was on the streets and nobody cared whether I lived or not. I remember what that was like. So, you know, when I came in, I came in all the way. I'm like, God, you can have everything I've got. You can have everything. And that's what I believe God is saying this year. What have you held back? God, he wants you on your knees praying, God, you can have it all. You can have everything. Anything I've got that you can use. Anything I don't know how to use. Teach me, God. I'm willing to do it. And let me tell you, your life will go to a level of fulfillment and a level of, of love and love in your life that you never dreamed was possible. Because there's some gifts and there's some talents. If you had told me in the beginning I was going to preach, I would have been me. All right, show me, give me something, I'll do it. They put me on the praise team when I didn't even know the words to the song. My pastor said, I'm glad I had the pastor I had who just made me get up and do stuff. He said, get up there and sing. I said, I don't know the words. He said, you'll learn and get up there. Okay. I was like, watermelon, 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 watermelon. Because you say watermelon, it looks like you're saying anything, you know. You kind of milly vanilla a little bit. Anyway. I just did whatever I could do because I love me some God. I was so glad. You could, you know, I could tangibly feel when I came into the kingdom of God, I could feel the weight of sin lift off of me. All that had been carried, all that guilt, all that shame, everything from my past, all the hurt, everything. I felt it lift off of me. I was happy. That's why I praise. That's why I give God glory. I remember what it was like. Maybe we get too far and we just forget what it was like to not know God. We forget what it was like to, to not have that fulfillment. May we never forget. All right. Amen. But I threw myself in and I never looked back. 25 years. 25 years this August. That's a big deal. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. It's a big deal. Number four, a fruitful tree is stable. Have you ever seen a tree freaking out? Or throwing a fit? No, 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 it don't throw a fit, it stands. It don't throw a fit, it stands. It's ground. The winds may come, the winds may blow, but it stands, it's ground. You stay stable. A tree does not throw a fit. A, th- a, a tree does not get up and walk and move somewhere else and replant itself. Come on, Pastor. It gets planted and it stays there. Amen? Amen. Look at Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. It says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. <coughs> And they never stop producing fruit. Amen. Psalm 91.1. He who dwells, that means stays, remains, abides, lives in the secret place of the Most High, connected with God, shall remain what? So underline that. Remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. And I love this next scripture. We're going to look at it in the Amplified Version because it's so powerful. This is one of our foundational texts for this series for the whole year. Blessed, happy, fortunate, 
prosperous and enviable. Would y'all underline all that right there? Because don't isn't that where we all want to live? The blessed place, the fortunate place, the prosperous place. That's where we all want to live. Amen. Is the man or woman who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive, underline that, in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather, disconnected from God. So that's me right there, disconnected from God. I just put peace out by it so you know that's me. I had to put mine in there. This is, but his delight and a desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teaching of God. He habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and by night. He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water. Ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf, what? Also shall not fade or wither. And everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Isn't that where we all want to live? Okay, look. So we we are not here. See how it says that we just don't get into the submissive and inactive to relax and rest, you know, and be disconnected from God. But no, we're, we're to be in God, in His Word, in His law, meditating day and night. It, it, we, we're strategically planted to stand ground, but we're not just here to float along aimlessly in the world or with the world or the same way the world flows. Amen. We're here to go against the grain. Yeah. We're here to swim upstream. Yeah. It takes more effort. Yes, it does. You could just flow right in with everyone else, but that's not the will of God. He says, turn around and swim the other way. Yeah. But you're not swimming by yourself. Amen. There's a power that comes from God when you give him your life. So we stand our ground. So I want you to look at how the Israelites, how they put God at the center. It's really, a, you know, like I said, it's a map for growing in Christ. So here's a picture of the tabernacle of Moses, how God told them to build it. Do you see that everyone camped around the tabernacle, around the presence of God? He was at the center. Do you see that? That's where he, wa- he needs to be in our lives, at the center of every decision I make. The center of every word that I speak, everything that I do. He's got to be in the middle of it. Amen? He's got to be. That is a picture of him being Lord. They all camped facing God. Nobody's back turned against God. But everyone facing God. And that's how he wants us to live in our lives. And then look at the next picture. I think this is awesome to see how they camp. What does that look like? Looks just like a cross. See, I told you, Christ is all in the Old Testament. Before he ever was born, God was saying, my son, my son, my son. Look at Abraham. Take now your son, Abraham. Your only son is sacrificing to me. Do you see? Jesus is in all of it. Even, even right there, the way that they camped was set up in the shape of a cross. And even the whole tabernacle, when you look at the tabernacle, and we will, it was all shaped like a cross. It's because God was in it. So that's how we can look at those Old Testament stories and learn from them for our lives. Amen? But it starts with God at the center. Say that. God at the center. God at the center. All right. Number two. Focused fruit-bearing challenge. This is a year that I'm challenging you. It's not me, but it's God. God is challenging you this year. That by this time next year, you won't recognize me. By this time next year, I'm going to be bearing fruit. Fruit that remains. I'm going to be abiding in Him. And I'm going to be producing the kind of fruit that shows who God is. Amen? That He's powerful. That He's mighty. That He loves me. He's got a plan for me. I'm getting on track. My wheels are catching. Amen? 
Alright, so what if I told you that by this time next year you could be happier? You could have more peace, more joy, be more financially stable. There's a story in the Bible over in Luke chapter 13 about the fig tree. There was the owner of the garden. Say the owner of the garden. He would, he would come and inspect his garden for fruit. He would come. He had a gardener that did the gardening for him, but he was the owner. So he would come and look at the fruit. And he came and he looked and he saw this fig tree. And he's like, you know, for three years I've come and looked at this tree and it has not had a fig on it yet. He told the gardener, dig it up. Why do you let it waste so much space? Come on. It's wasted. It's taking up space in the ground. Look what the gardener says. The gardener answered, sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year. Would y'all circle the word year? Leave it another year. What if this was your last year? He said, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get fixed next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. So he said, give me a year. And he said, he says it in the New King James Version. He says, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. What if we looked at those areas of our life that we could do better and we began to dig around Amen? That we begin to fertilize. That we begin to pour in more word. When we put forth the effort to really grow. To be more committed. More committed to the things of God. More committed to prayer. You're like, how do I pray, Pastor Sally? Make yourself a list. Or not just a wish list, but the things that you see going, going on in the earth. Make yourself a list and go before God. Like I told you last week, separated by day. Like on Mondays, pray for your family. Tuesdays, pray for your church. Wednesdays, pray for, for your country. Thursdays, you know, find something, find something different to pray for every single week. Pray for your spouse on Thursdays. You know, pray, pray for something every single day. But organize your thought life so when you go into prayer, you're making the most of your time. Amen? If you spend more time in prayer, spend more time in the Word. I focus. I'm digging around myself and I'm saying, you know what? This might be the last year I have to do this. But if within one year, if I really dig around and I really fertilize and I really sort of make a circle around myself and insulate myself, not isolate, but insulate myself with the Word and with more of the presence of God, how much fruit could I bear in one year? Yeah, look how fast a year goes. If you decided, I'm going to do things different. I'm going to discipline myself. To really, to really do some spiritual things. The, the spiritual side of us, we really probably don't pay that much attention to. We're busy focused on our soul. Busy focused on our body. But the spirit side of us needs more attention. Dig around it. Pour in more fertilizer. Pour in more water. And don't despise the trials and the chastening of the Lord. All right. Y'all know what fertilizer is, right? Murray's shaking his head. You know what fertilizer is? You go ahead and say it so I don't have to. Because last time I said C-R-E-P, he said, I can get in my flesh. I can act carnal. 
I can get in my mind and I can I can throw a pity party. I can I can feel sorry for myself. I can get all caught up in my mind. I can scream and holler and cuss and do all that. I can say, what does the word say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. God, you perfect everything that concerns me in my life. I will not worry about this. I cast this care on you, Lord God, for you care for me. I know that you have a future and a hope for me. And on your mind is good and not for evil. So I'm going to focus on that future and that hope and not the doo-doo. Amen. Knowing that God, you are doing a work even in the doo-doo. Amen. It works. It nourishes those roots. Praise God. Come on. Glory to God. How did we get there? But you know what? Listen. The tree's life depended on it. Yes. What if your life depended on it? What if we acted like our life, our spiritual life depended on it? Oh, how hard would we work? You know, and you know what? Meeting with God is fun. When you get up and meet with Him, you carve out special time. You say, Pastor, you don't know what time I get up to go to work. I don't care. Go to bed 30 minutes early. And I promise you, if you spend 30 minutes with God, you're going to wish you had an hour. I'm not just talking about time on the fly. I'm talking about setting aside special time to spend with God. Oh, I know I'm right. All right, so number one, commit to inspect your own fruitfulness. So we have to examine ourselves. We have to examine ourselves. We have to examine ourselves, right? See, I think sometimes we're so busy examining everybody else's fruit. Inspecting everybody else's orchard. And then we don't look in the mirror. It's like when you point at someone else, you got what? Three, three, three or four of them pointing back at you, right? So we have to examine our own selves. Examine ourselves. And you know, when we really want revival, when we really want God to pour out His Spirit, we'll examine ourselves. Because He says, if my people who are called by my, my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear you from heaven and I'll heal your land. So when we turn and we, and we repent, when we go to God and we turn from, from things that we know don't please Him, when we examine ourselves and we ask God, make, make me sensitive to your Spirit, we have to be ready to obey and respond. Amen. So inspect your own um, uh, fruitfulness. So 2 Corinthians 13, 5, it says, examine yourselves. Underline yourselves or put a circle around it. Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. And then, you, you know, if there's an area where you're, where you're not right, listen to me. There's no condemnation. Come on, Pastor. Holy Spirit points us back to Him. Yeah. Amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we don't get down to ourselves and say, God, thank you. He's already there, ready to clean us from it. But we have to, it's like the first step in, in celebrate recovery is you've got to come out of denial. Okay, so this is an area, Lord, you want me to work on. Okay, I accept that. I repent that I've been missing it. It's not a bad thing. Repentance is a good thing. Because revival comes on the heels of repentance. Psalm 26, 2-3, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart, for your loving kindness is before my eyes. It's 
So it's the key to revival. Repentance is the key to revival. We, you know, we've been praying for revival in the land, revival in the church, revival in us individually. It starts with repentance. Look at and examining our lives. Y'all are quiet right now, but y'all don't bother me. I know I'm preaching good. See, a lot of preachers don't want to preach this kind of stuff. Because why? You're not going to holler on this. But I don't care. you got to you got to eat your spinach. Broccoli. Whatever it is that you don't like. Cauliflower. Here it is. Take a big old bite of it. Amen? It's good for Colossians 1, 10 through 11. It says that we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way. Bearing fruit... In every good work. Underline that. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So when he shows us we need to conquer something we need to conquer, commit to crucify it. Amen? Number two, commit to die daily. What, Pastor Sally? What you talking about? Of course, Christ Jesus already died for us and we live in grace. Amen? But... We have to die to ourselves every day so that Christ can live with live yeah. in us. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but what? Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. So I, I crucify myself. I'm crucified with Christ every day. You know, i got to keep the dead girl dead. Amen. When I when I rose up in Christ in, in water baptism, there was a there's an old girl who died and stayed under the water, who stayed dead. Amen. But every now and then I know there's the old Sally in that coffin who wants to pry the nails out and get it just let me out for a minute to go off. Just let me out for a minute, God. I just need to go off on somebody. But you gotta keep the dead girl dead, no? I gave up the right to go off when I said yes to Jesus. I gave, up, I gave up the right to throw a fin in a temper tantrum when I when I said yes to Jesus. Amen? Amen. I gave up the right to get in my emotions. Amen? When I said yes to Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's about growing up. we got to grow up. And to grow up, you got to die and realize I, there's some stuff I can't have, I can't do. i got to die to that. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Paul says, I die daily. Daily, daily I lay myself on the altar. Amen? Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all... If anyone desires, this is Jesus talking, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, how often? Daily. Daily and follow me. 1 Corinthians 16, 19-20, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. Can you please underline that? You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Then number three. What was, what was number one? What was number two? Number three is commit to daily transformation. Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
So we transformation takes place daily as we renew our minds. And faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? Not by what I heard, but I've got to constantly hear that word on a continual basis so my spirit can live. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So I've got to continually hear his word so I can be transformed into his image. Amen? There's got, there's got to be a transformation. I should look a little more like Jesus today than I did yesterday. Okay, I might blow it uh, day after tomorrow. Okay, but I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to say, okay, well, I didn't take two steps back. I actually took another step forward because I realized my flesh is weak. I can be weak in that area. So, God, you showed me something about myself. But I'm still going to transform. I'm still going to transfigure. I might miss it every now and then. God ain't mad at me. He knows I'm his child. He's going to keep messing with me. Amen. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. He's not going to give up on me. He's going to keep messing with me till I get where he wants me to be. Hallelujah. Daily transformation. But we have to commit to it. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. I love this. And all of us, as with unveiled face, what does that mean? Stop. Look at me. When Moses camped in that camp that we saw, Moses pitched his tent outside the camp. Because God said he spoke with Moses face to face. Moses spoke face to face with God. So his face shone with the glory of God. He had to wear a veil over his face so the people could look at it. Because the glory of God shone in his face. You know what? We've got to have a face-to-face with God. Yeah. He's pitched his tent outside the tent, outside the, the camp. Jesus used to go up into the mountains and pray sometimes all night long. Yeah. So that when he'd come down the next day, he knew his marching orders. Come on, y'all. We're going to this town, to that town. He'd heard from God. Amen. He spent time with God. That's what with the with the unveiled. That's what he's talking about with an unveiled face. Is because Moses' face shone with the glory of God. But look, he's saying that happens for us because we, all of us, as with an unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God. We continue to behold in the Word of God. We continue to behold in the Word of God. Say it with me. We continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror. When you look into the Word of God, it's like looking in a mirror. God shows us who we are. Amen? It's the only book you read that when you read it, it reads you back. It's not just words. It's the living Word of God. It's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So we we got to stay connected to that. And it causes transformation to happen. It says as... Uh, we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image. In ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Look y'all. Look at me. Look at me. Eyeballs. Look. He takes you from glory to glory to glory. You can't jump from here to here. Come on, you're going to go from glory to glory to glory. I know when I came into the kingdom of God, I'm like, worldwide ministry, let's do it, I'm ready. I wasn't ready. I didn't know how to handle persecution. I get my feelings hurt real easy. God's had to toughen me up over these 25 years. And then I don't even say I'm ready right now. God, I'm good. You open the door, we'll go through it together. But Lord, I'm, I ain't, I ain't, I've learned some lessons and had my hiney spanked over the years. Praise God. So number four, commit to release your faith for increase. Commit to release your faith for increase. You are not where God wants you to be this time next year. 
He wants you to release your faith. And really things happen in our lives because we use our faith. Amen. Yes. We're children of God. We use our faith. If anyone yes. would come to God, he must believe that he yes. is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So as you diligently seek him, he's going to reward you in your life. He's going to increase you in your life. Deuteronomy 111. May the Lord, the God of your ancestors, make you increase a thousand times more and make you prosperous as he promised. Prosperity is part of his promise to you. It's part of his covenant. He became poor that we might become rich and abundantly supplied. Are you preaching a prosperity gospel? You bet I am. Because Jesus came to earth to bring that to our lives. It's not just prosperity. I mean, I just preached a whole message about getting close to God so that he can spiritually do what he wants to do. But you know what? God wants you to be blessed. As we get into February, it's about kingdom first, February. And as we put the kingdom of God first, we're camped around the spirit of God. He is at the center of my life. As I put him there, he's first in my life. He's first in my thoughts. He's first when I make a decision. He is at the center. I don't have to over here somewhere in a box I made up. But no, I'm in his box with him. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do what it is that he wants to do. Hallelujah. But increase is part of what he has for me in my life. Amen. As I keep him there, he says that all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you as you obey his word. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. See, I'm a God seeker. Things seek me. Money is a servant. Come on, money, serve me. Let's go. I got things to do for God. Money is a servant. The Bible says the money answers everything. You think it's not true? Why do you get up and go to work tomorrow? Come on now. Because it answers having a roof over your head. It answers having electricity. It answers putting gas in your car. It answers having food. Amen. You get up and you go work for money every day. And look, God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be prosperous. But as you, it ain't that hard. When you put Him at the center of your life, there's a blessing and a favor that comes on your life that you can't get anywhere else. I dare you to try it. I dare you to try God. I dare for you to go to another level and put Him at a place higher than you've ever had Him in your life before. I dare you to do it and watch how God explodes in your life with His goodness. Amen. Not that you won't have a trial. Not that you won't have a problem or an issue. Because you will. Jesus said in this life, you will have tribulations and trials and sorrow. You will. He said, but cheer up. I've overcome the world. Yes. I've deprived it of power to harm you. Yes. It, nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen. So, so no matter what trials and things come, come to you, you know, as you're in this life where God is in the middle, you're not by yourself. He comes and puts his peace on you. The storm can rage all around you, but don't let it get in you. Because of the one who's in there. Amen? Amen. He'll see us through right at every single storm. But he wants you to increase. Somebody say increase. Increase. He wants you to increase in your relationships. Increase in joy. Increase in peace. Increase in your finances. Increase in your job. Increase in a promotion. Increase in maybe start a new business. He wants you to increase. There's some stuff God wants you to do and some things that you can do to bless your life. Yes. Just by putting him at the middle, listening to his voice. You know, God wants to talk to you. There's some stuff he, he wants to say to you today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. His word says, eye has not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things 
which God has prepared for those who love him. He says, but he has revealed it through his spirit. Oh, he put him at the middle, at the center. And we're listening to him. He reveals things to us that we can't get any other way. Hallelujah. Psalm 115, 14 says, May the Lord give you increase more and more. You're going to stair step this year, says you and your children. You're going to stair step this year from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. When you turn around and look at where you are right now, you will not recognize yourself by this time next year. If you will stay, if you will remain, if you will remain, if you get committed to church, Get committed to your prayer life. Get committed to God in a way that you've never done it before. Your life's going to change. I'm here to tell you, my life was a mess. A mess. Until I knelt down in my closet, threw my hands up and said, God, I'm through running from you. I want your way. I want your will. I want your word. Yeah. And I gave up every territory in my heart, in my mind, in my body. I gave it all to him right there. It's like I laid, I laid Sally on the altar and said, here, no more. You're my king. Let's do this. And it was more than just that one moment. Every day, like I said, I do that. I lay Sally on the altar. That's why I don't quit. That's why none of us quit as believers, right? There's no turning back. The world ain't got nothing for me. There's nothing in Moab. Come on. Come on, I'm going forward with God. We just keep going. Keep going. And I kept going to church. I kept serving everywhere I could serve. Anything they'd let me do, I'd quit. If it was picking something, I mean, to tell you, if it was, if we did cowboy ministry, if it was shoveling out stalls, I was there. Feeding horses. On Monday morning, I was there. My pastor wanted to let kids come ride ponies. I was there to ride kids on, on ponies. Whatever, whatever I could do, my heart was so full of love. I was so excited and so glad and so grateful that God would come into my heart and into my life and forgive me for all the mess, all the wasted time. He made up for it. But you have to apply yourself. You have to commit like you've never committed before. That's the way we're going to be fruitful this year. Through the commitments that we make and the disciplines that we, that we put ourselves in. You know, we decide I'm going to discipline my life, discipline myself to let God be Lord of all. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word that's been sown in our hearts. Lord, we thank you for a thousand times more. That by this time next year, we'll not recognize ourselves. Thank you, Father. Prove yourself. Show yourself strong. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. Thank you for pulling us out. Thank you for, for, for loving us and constantly loving us. God, you're a good God. Thank you for giving Jesus to pay the price for our sins. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We declare a hundredfold return on this word that's been sown in our hearts. We will go and be doers of this word, not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. But we will go and we'll apply this to our lives. It's decision time. It's, it's connection time. It's time to connect. 
So you're here this morning with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. You say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God. You'd say, Pastor Sally, I know I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God. Would you pray for me? In just a moment, I'm going to pray. If that's you, you'd say, Pastor Sally, would you please pray for me? I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. I'm going to leave everyone in a prayer out loud. If you meet heart, if you really need it in your heart, I'm telling you, God is listening. He has a plan. He has a purpose for you. And I'm telling you, once you get on track with him today, you stay on track. And let him walk you through this thing called fruitfulness. Watch and see what he does with your life. You're going to begin to see yourself and know yourself in a way that you never have before. Fruitfulness. See, the truth is that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. We didn't ask for it. We got it just because we were born. You never have to teach a little child to lie or to steal. But usually when they're about two or three years old, they realize they can be deceptive. Why? That sin nature is in all of us. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages or penalty of sin is death and eternal separation from God. But the good news of the gospel is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. See, the truth is Jesus came and he bore your sin penalty on that cross. He died. From the cross, he says, it is finished. He took every sin that every person would ever commit and he paid the penalty for it right there on that cross. They took him down from that cross. They laid him in a tomb and they rolled a big stone in front of it. That was on a Friday night. By Sunday morning, some of the women went to anoint his body with oil. They said, how will we move the stone? But when they got there, the stone was already rolled away. And there was an angel there who said, why do you seek the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He has risen. And those women went and told what the angel has said. And they were the first women to ever preach the gospel that Jesus had arisen. And the Bible says that if we'll confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Saved from our sins and put back in right relationship with him. Hallelujah. So I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer of confessing Christ as your Savior today. And if you really mean it in your heart, everything's about to change. Amen. God's going to come into your heart because you invite him there. And you begin to live on purpose a life that's different. Connected with your church. Connected with the word of God. The Bible. And connected to him through prayer. Amen. So here we go. I'm going to lead you in that prayer. That's you this morning. Everybody just repeat after me this prayer. Say, Father. I confess to you. That I am a sinner. I have messed up. Sometimes on purpose. Sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know But I'm sorry I believe You sent Jesus To pay the price For my sins I believe You raised him from the dead On the third day And he's alive right now Jesus Come into my heart Be the Lord of my life I give you my life Everything I have Everything that I am I give it to you now. Use me. Teach me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, you just became a new creation through Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Everything you ever did wrong is forgiven. And you're back connected with God. It's a very precious thing. Now, you got to stay that way. Amen? And so... One of the things you have to do, nobody gets to sneak into heaven. you got to let somebody know that you received Christ. And the way that we're going to do that is everyone received one of these connection cards, right? If you would, you prayed that prayer. You meant it in your heart. Please fill out this card. And on the back, there's a place where you can confess Christ. It says, yes, I say yes to Jesus and commit my life to Christ as my Lord. Put a check mark right there on the box. And then when we receive the offering in just a moment, we're going to receive our offering. You're going to drop that card in the box. And any prayer requests or anything that you have, um, write it on the card there. You want to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm going to personally call you and give you more information about what you should do next so you can be successful as a new, as a new believer, as a new Christian. Amen? All right. Maybe you're getting back on track with God. Amen. It's a wonderful day. It's no less important or no less a miracle when somebody returns to God. It's a wonderful thing. So. Praise God. Just be sure to turn those in. Also, if you're here for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Right in the very back, there's some um, gifts on a little table right there. I'm going to meet you back there. You're here for the first time. We want to bless you with a first-time visitor gift. And I'm going to get a chance to shake your hand and thank you for being here. All right? All right. Well, it is offering time. All right. That was all right. All right, but we're really excited, people, because God loves a what? A cheerful giver, right? So it is offering time. All right, amen. Well, let's get ready to give to God. There are several ways that you can give this morning. Um, there is uh, an envelope that came in your uh, welcome packet. It looks kind of like this. There's a card. There's a little slip in there if you want to fill it out and and uh, get pay by your credit or debit card, or you can always. Uh, Give a cash donation or uh, with a check, or you can always just use your phone and uh, just text. Introducing the Acceleration Church app with many exciting features, including sermon notes, where you can view the notes and Bible verse references from previous sermons, and sermon audio. Here you can listen to recordings of previous teachings by Pastor Sally and others. And now, you can give your offering right from your phone using the Give button. You can also access an online Bible right from the app. Send in your prayer requests and praise reports. Choose from many different departments to serve in. Sign up for one of our powerful classes and much more. Download for free from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store today. Today. <laughs> Amen. So download the Acceleration Church app, then you just push the Give button. You'll enter your information one time, and then from then on, you just put in an amount, and uh, you can give that way. All right, before we do our faith declaration, Irma is coming. She wants to say thanks and give you an update on her boo. Irma works for TSA, so um, because she works for the government, she's not been getting paid. Um, her husband was in Iowa and fell off a ladder and shattered his leg. He's got like two plates and like, I don't know, 25, 30 screws or something in his leg. So um, he's um, got his toes above his nose. <laughs> he's trying to keep his foot elevated and um, get himself back to normal. But we received an offering for them last week, um, and it's been a blessing to them. Yes, we just want to say thank you guys. Um, he sends his love and prayers. Um, it is really, really rough. Um, he's been in a lot of pain, but 
Um, he's a strong guy, and he has a strong heart, and he loves his church. We just want to say thank you guys for your prayers and your blessings and all that you've given to us. Amen. We love you. We love you. All right. So y'all ready to give now? All right. Let's let's uh, make our faith declaration. Hold your offering up in the air before the Lord. You know, you can sow a seed to God um, expecting a specific harvest. Amen? Amen? All right. Let's declare God's goodness over our giving. Ready, Father? In Jesus' name, today is the dawning of a new day. My season of frustration and lack is over, and I am walking in a season of love, joy, peace, success, overflow, and prosperity. My love for you, relationship with you, and sensitivity to you is growing closer every day. I declare that favor and wisdom for promotion is mine now. You are opening doors for me that no man can shut. Thank you, Father, for watching over your word to perform it in my life. It's causing my life to prosper. I'm in anticipation of the good things you have prepared for me. I am blessed to be a blessing, so as I increase more and more, Father, open my eyes to see ways that I may bless others. I'll be quick to see the need and respond to your voice. Because you have spelled Church here, Humble, Texas is experiencing revival. I decree that the Spirit of God is drawing multitudes here from the north, south, east, and west. People are responding to your presence, power, and purpose for their lives. We declare that people of all ages, backgrounds, and ethnicities are being impacted forever. In Jesus' name, come on, shout, Amen! Amen. All right, if you would hold steady. Oh, turn it up here, 